My name is Owen Flynn and welcome to episode 60 of the Trail Running Ireland podcast. Hey everybody, we have a fascinating chat this week on the benefits of the Wim Hof Method for endurance athletes and also the many ways it can help us in managing everyday stresses and illnesses. This is a fascinating chat with student and soon-to-be instructor of the Wim Hof Method, Aaron Brown, from Matfarnham WSAF Athletics Club. Everybody, get your running gear on, let's go. Hey guys, hope you are all well and a special shout out to start the show to one of the legends of Irish trail and ultra running, Ian Keat, who is currently competing in the very tough WA 360 degree challenge in Gran Canaria, just over 260 kilometers around the whole island in tough, hot conditions. Ian is currently in 16th place out of only 45 male participants and with Ian's experience, fingers crossed, he will be able to complete this very very difficult challenge and who knows maybe pick off a couple of the places over the second half of the race as well closer to home next week is a big weekend for Imre with their AGM and Paris Court Ridge race on Saturday the 26th of November so do have a look at the Imre website for more details of a busy and important Saturday for all things Imre and the election of their new committee for 2023 good luck with that day guys and um, some news too on an interesting app that has been developed by one of the listeners of the podcast Stephen O'Sullivan who has developed the train pack app for runners Stephen describes himself as a mid-pack distance runner he's a 244 marathon guy who he said runs a lot of miles and also loves the company on the long runs and with that in mind train pack was developed by Stephen to help match runners and runs so on the app you can search for a run that matches your plans matches your pace matches your distance and start point you can share your own run or runs you have joined up to you can post your own planned run put it out there and see who joins and it has all the necessary privacy tools that might be needed to to, and hopefully that app will just do a a good job and a and a really helpful job in linking up runners all around the country and indeed beyond so good luck Stephen with the app and we hope you make your million Stephen and get bought up by maybe an Apple or a Facebook or who knows who Um, best of luck with the app Stephen hopefully it works out well for yourself and indeed all the runners that sign up for it and we have a shorter episode than normal this week guys as we're expecting child number four here in the house and my wife is eight days over now the, the the planned birth date so with time of the essence and potentially a trip to the hospital coming up at any any minute i thought best just to try and get one piece for the podcast done this week so we'll give Rene the week off and we'll go straight to our feature interview now with aaron brown on some amazing benefits that the wim hof method can offer us 
And before we do, but a thank you to Dermot Finnan, who joined our Patreon support team. Thank you, Dermot, and indeed, as I say, every episode to all of our Patreons who support the show. And if you do have a minute, if you haven't become a Patreon yet, if you do like what we do, please do pop over to Patreon, Trail Running Ireland podcast. And for between three euros and six euros a month, you can help keep the show going, where we do our very best to promote Irish trail and mountain running in Ireland and as much as possible bring you the stories of the great Irish mountain and trail runners and indeed other members of the trail and running community to you to help grow this fantastic sport. Speaking of members of the running community, here's our feature interview this week, guys, with an absolute gent, Aaron Brown. He's been through a hell of a lot and thanks in no small part to the Wim Hof Method, he's been able to come out of the tunnel and can see the light again. Aaron, it's really great to have you on the podcast. I've been listening to you talking about Wim Hof within the Raffarnham training group for a while now, and it's something that I've been looking forward to doing, to bring you onto the podcast, to, to tell our listeners about what the Wim Hof method is and hopefully how good it is. And I suppose maybe just to, to kick things off, let's get straight into it, Aaron, and let's talk about what the Wim Hof method is and how it can help us with our endurance performance and our running. Yes, yes. Thanks, Owen. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, I, I was always inspired by, by you as an athlete and uh, as a, a, a younger uh, cl- club member uh, in the club. Uh, so it's a privilege to be here today. So thanks so much. The... The kind of principle of the Wim Hof method, now I will say this is a whistle-stop tour. We we can talk for hours and hours at length, so uh, pun intended, it's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose, in a sense, it's a natural path to optimal health, like to bring us back into balance. Because in modern living, we're so stressed, we're so busy, Poor nutrition, lack of exercise, stuck in offices, stuck in our houses, not watching telly. Um, we don't get enough stimulus or uh, positive stress on our bodies like we would from the running, which is yeah. uh, and the types of training we would do as athletes ha- has positive effects on us and, and sometimes leaning into negative effects from overtraining. But I suppose the Wim Hof method in its essence is using natural free elements uh, for the most part, such as our own breath, the cold, and our mindset and commitment. Because without the commitment to us, ourselves, and our nature, you know, we won't do anything. Uh, we sit on the sofa, eat all the rubbish, watch TV that poisons our minds, and we won't get anywhere. So the Wim Hof brings us back uh, to our nature using natural elements. Uh, so just the breath, uh, the breath, the cold, and you know it improves things like stress levels, uh, sleep, or uh, immunity, strengthens our immune system, all by using our breath and the cold. And there's so many different ways you can do that. Um, uh, before we get into say the mechanics of what that 
breath work actually involves, what we need to do and what we need to do in terms of cold therapy and so on. And um, how did you discover it, Aaron, yourself? Because I think I came across it maybe, maybe during lockdown. And I, and I know the Wim Hof method is he's, he's on point with his social media. I think I came across him on my Facebook feed on a YouTube video or something like that. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And I started doing it myself um, during that very stressful period of lockdown and so on as a way of yeah just trying to keep calm and then I also kind of around the edges I was reading bits of pieces about it being you know beneficial for endurance athletes as well and I can go through maybe some of my own results later on in the conversation too but yourself Aaron how did you discover it? Um, I I suppose uh, it's it's been a slow and gradual process because I, I heard as far back as I think it was 2008 or even before that and wow. yeah uh, not, not that I was practicing but just that I heard yeah. about him and, and someone said about this crazy Dutch man running a marathon in nothing but a shorts uh, in, in, in up, up in very cold uh, terrain uh, Antarctica or something like that and I was like oh my god that's crazy but in my mind I was uh I was, I'd love to do that because I was always a bit wild child myself. I got into trouble as a child getting going out at two, three years of age, nearly dying of death in, in snow up to my neck. Um, so I was kind of like, I had an immediate connection to that, but it was faded off, fizzled off, and it kind of heard about it a few times. I reckon in 2016, uh, obviously, I was going to. Uh, uh, the top of my game in terms of running at the time uh, I wouldn't have been like elite but I, I was handy enough and I, I was looking on all sorts of stones and I came across the, the Wim Hof again breathing cold therapy we were using it for recovery and using breath techniques for better energy um, using breath to control control or oxygen during running to increase our performance. And I think Brian, one of our uh, club mates, introduced me to someone in, in the, one of the colleges, DCU, when we went into the lab on a treadmill. We had a controlled test, lactate, uh, VO2 max score, uh, without affecting doing that and with the breeding. And then a few weeks yeah. later, with no change to training, went back in using slow, controlled breeding. We, we measured VO2 again and lactate and completely different uh, result. So at that point, I was trying to work with the breath uh, to improve my performance. I was trying to use cold to recover quicker so I could train harder and more. Um, so around 2016, I, I would have been doing it. At that point, I got uh, seriously injured and I entered a dark period of, of my life, four years of of, of, of lots of struggles with anxiety, depression, on all sorts of concoctions, tried everything from talk therapies. And we kind of bounced into uh, lockdown. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, lockdown saved my life. Uh, it was beautiful, a beautiful story. I collided with Wim Hof again, uh, <laughs> literally on a bridge. I, I was contemplating taking my life and something deep within me poured up and took me back off the bridge. Um, I went under the bridge into the water, uh, in, a, in a sense. So I, I leaned back into the breath work. You know, I was lost. 
I, I just start searching with inside myself. It was like really immediate. Like the breath work was like, oh my Lord. Like I've done all sorts of things in my life, all sorts of experiences, mood altering stuff. And this was like profound, like straight away. Uh, the fourth session, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was gone to a different dimension. I came back and it was scary. It was scary to the point where I was like, holy moly, what just happened? And yeah. I was like to my wife, it's like I'm after doing drugs. Like something, I've seen things, I was hallucinating. And I was like, that's, 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 I couldn't explain what just happened. So, you know, over a period of time, I was leaning into it. I was dipping in the lake. I was doing the cold showers. Uh, it was really hard with the cold. Like I'm, not, I'm a fairly, fairly skinny fella. I was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, seventy-two kilos. I'm ninety now, so a bit more brown fat. Uh, we go back to that. But the, the cold for me was fairly hard. Um, yeah, I was getting in the showers. <laughs> I was jumping back out real quick, uh, and I remembered like back in sixteen as well. Uh, it was pretty hard uh, getting into the cold. And I, I learned pretty quick that you can't rush into it. Uh, so, you, you know, it is a kind of gradual process. In my case, it's been years. But back in COVID, I, I was, you know, coming out of four years of trying all sorts of things to clear my anxiety, to stop feeling the way I felt. I was in a bad place. And I, it's a great job, uh, a stressful job. But I, I'd everything, I'd family, kids, beautiful kids, good friends and there was just something missing a connection mm-hmm. and Aaron, just to go back just a, a quick step for a second you mentioned that all those problems started when you got injured in 2016 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a whole um, domino effect of bad injuries did that black tunnel that you go into was that a direct result of those injuries starting and all of a sudden that camaraderie that was there with the Raffarnum group, the, the day the endorphin hit, that was all of a sudden gone. And did that therefore cause the, the black clouds to come down? Or do you it, think it, were they always there, but they were just being hidden away? Exactly, exactly. There's, there's a bigger story to it and uh, we don't have time to get into it. What I would say is that, yeah. you know, you know you know, I could write a book on my life and highly likely I will do that. Uh, yeah. but there, there is a bigger story to what, why I was always trying to push myself to my absolute limits. And anybody that has trained with me uh, knows that I, I was really like, you know, they were always saying you're training too hard. Uh, so it came to the point where I blew up. And um, you're, yes, you're right. Uh, everything I had, my whole life, my identity was running. You know, Aaron, yeah. everybody knew suppose, me as Aaron the runner. And I suppose that's why I wanted to just ask the question, just as a reminder to, to everybody, myself included, that that just not to, not to have your all your whole identity built upon running and not to construct your your daily happiness around your run. Mm. Yeah. Because if that's gone all of a sudden and then you've got a big black hole to fill. Mm-hmm. We can and, and exactly, and I, exactly that's, and I think that's why the story is so relevant to, to your show is to show that if if it's took away, it, it's like your life is gone. Uh, yeah, you know, your daily uh, routine. Uh, I was very disciplined. Uh, I am a very disciplined person. 
uh, regimental uh, and yeah. stuff. So, you know, it, I never, uh, you know, with the injury of stress fracture, it was six to eight weeks. I went back, I hoarded it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was losing fitness when I was getting back. I, I, you know, you lose fitness so fast. And it was just a whole chain reaction. I started to drink. I wouldn't be a drinker, all sorts of stuff. And I ended up on, on prescription drugs. Uh, they made me worse. So it was this whole domino thing, snowball effect. And literally hit COVID like a ton of bricks. But it was my savior because at the time, everybody was searching for something. And then a friend of mine, we were on a run in Wexford. And he started on about this Wim Hof stuff. And he was on about it and on about it and on about it and on about it. And uh, I was like, right, I'll, I'll give it a go. And that's when I ended up in the zero room and the holy moly uh, situation happened. And I was like, it, it was that. Yeah. But, but listen, tell us about that breathing technique and what it actually involves, because I'm sure there's listeners going, um, yeah, OK, I want some of that action. <laughs> where mm. where can I find out how to do it and what does it involve? I've been doing it myself for about maybe what, two, two and a half, three years now. And I actually every time I do a session there and I actually count down, actually, I write down, sorry, the amount of time that I hold my breath. Mm. Now, I know I probably shouldn't be doing that. That's, you know, the typical runner's type A personality yeah. where you record everything down mm. and you try and run a quicker time or you try and hold your breath in this case for a longer period. And I can yeah. tell you some of the results that I've got. But just to, so the listeners can understand what it is, can you maybe just bring us through what that breath work actually involves? Is it fast breathing? Is it slow breathing? How, how does it work? Yeah, so it, 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 it's... It, Deep breathing, so diaphragmic breathing. And, and before I even get into that, what I would say to anybody practicing is to always look into it in a safe way. Uh, so look into the advice on safety. So you don't want to do this driving a car in water uh, anywhere uh, that you could uh, potentially pass out because mm. you're, you're hyperventilating. You get a lot of oxygen in. And, uh, you, you, you know, in, I have seen where a, a fella passed out while he was walking down the road. So, you know, and his dog was licking wow. him in the face. But, yeah, you don't want to be doing it in, in anywhere that you, you could be in danger. So do it lying down, typically, uh, when, when, when you're new to it. I would say, if you can, uh, go to someone that is trained, a certified instructor, a workshop, uh, yeah. or Google on the Wim Hof website. There's an app, and this is, you know, a voice to you as well, where it guides you through it, and it does all the counting for you. <laughs> and you'll yeah, have all your I stats. Use, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I yeah, used yeah. up all my free credits. You get ah, yeah, yeah. Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, it's worth investing. Yeah, 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 and it's very good because it does bring you through everything. You just does, hit the button does. every time you want to do yeah. a session. It's very good. There is uh, YouTube videos on the Wim Hof channel as well, but, you know, go to safety first. Always do it safely. And to, to go into it with an open heart. Now, the thing about it is, is if you get the diaphragm breathing correct, your diaphragm muscle, you know, it, it sits in your body. Uh, it's rarely, we don't breathe properly, so sometimes it's underused. Uh, so it's a powerful muscle. Uh, sits in between your ribs and all your organs. Um, if you can get that bit right, so people would say breathe into the belly, you fill the bottom of your lungs up, uh, and then you fill the top of your lungs up. Now, this is briefly explaining it, uh, and you get mm. big, long, deep breaths, filling your lungs up, and it's just deep breaths in and out. So fully in, and then letting go. 
and you do this 30 or 40 times and there's a lot of oxygen building up in your body. Uh, carbon dioxide is going down. Lots of changes occurring in the body on a, a biochemical level. Physiology changing, where all the sensations and tingling you, you will get in the body. At, at the last breath, you let go and then you stop breathing. And you hold your breath. And because you've got lots of oxygen into your body and carbon dioxide has gone down, you can actually hold your breath for a, a longer period of time. Uh, so the first part is called the hyperventilation part. Uh, and then the part where, when you're holding your breath, uh, you enter a state of hypoxia. And so an interesting one for you here uh, is that at a certain point, it starts to uh, release EPO into the body. So it's mm-hmm. kind of deficit in oxygen. Which sure. we all know, it's like free altitude training. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, but by all that breath work as well, you're essentially increasing the oxygen in your body on one side. Of course, the more oxygen that we have in our blood cells, the more fuel we have for muscles for running as well. So I know. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back to that bit as well. So the after holding your breath, your body tells you when you know the carbon dioxide comes back up and you'll get an urge a physical urge is you know sometimes your mind will tell you the breed but i always say wait for the body to give you the signal and yeah. again it's safety don't be trying to hold your breath and forcing it so this is, should, should be done with calmness and peace and at this stage you'll be very peaceful so the minute you get the urge to breathe you feel it in a physical sense and then you take a full breath in and you hold it for 10 to 15 seconds and and then you let it go yeah Uh, am i right aaron a lot in saying that the amount of time that you can hold your breath can actually be a very good indicator first of all of aerobic fitness levels and secondly your actual your state of mind in terms of stress and how your body is feeling on that particular day you, you could even maybe at a stretch say whether you're race fit or not the, the reason why i ask is that i've made the observations over the last two years that when i'm very stressed out my breath holding figures come right down mm-hmm. as in say on a perfect day when i'm fully relaxed when i'm not overtrained, maybe even when i'm on a say a day off on a friday when i don't run that day my best days have been um, breath holding of up to three minutes, even a couple of seconds over three minutes. Wow. But but on most days, when there's a little bit of stress in life, when you when you you know you have your maybe your morning run done, the average maybe a breath hold I can get is about two two minutes twenty seconds, say. But then if I'm having a very bad day and I'm stressed out, the average time that I can hold my breath can even be as low as one thirty. So I can go from a range of 130 when I'm tired and stressed to when I'm feeling great and everything is going smoothly up to three minutes. And I find that fascinating now. I don't know if if that's kind of what the textbook says as well, if that's the experience that you've had as well, or if that's just specific to me. Yeah, no, it's a very common one that you would get is uh, how long can I hold my breath? And I always say it's you can only hold your breath for as long as you can hold it in that moment. So and you rightly said there's so many different variables so too many to mention but stress being one of them and mindset conditions the hour of the day so there's so many variables that can affect that uh inflammation in the body all of that uh how how quality of your the breaths that you got in at the time the commitment to going deep and stuff like that like it's probably a good scientific explanation but what i would say is don't worry about it just breathe and take whatever it is comes up and enjoy it that's the most thing but definitely uh stress or you know in my own case uh, affects 
the, the duration. But I would say don't get fixed on trying to you know, force it. You know, just, just try enjoy it. And as Wim yesterday. says, uh, Wim says, uh, just breathe, motherfuckers. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, excuse the French, but that's, you, that's you, you know, us runners are, and we want the time, everything. This is like doing an interval session, three sets of breathing. How long can we go for? Yeah, it goes back to yeah, it goes back to that same thing as well. And we know from running is when we're more relaxed, we actually perform better. So. Yeah. You know, you can overthink some of this thing. There is deeper science to it. But, you know, the more you relax, the more you let yourself go um, and just accept where you are at that moment, I always say. And it's it's beautiful. And, and, you know, you can, if you get fixated on these numbers and targets, you'll miss everything else that goes on. Typically, there's a big question around how long should I hold my breath? And I would say, don't worry about it too much, uh, especially at the start, is just go uh, with no force and just allow it happen. It's not a competition. It's not a race. Just take your time. And there's so much teaching in that itself that if if you just learn to accept and meet yourself where you are in that that moment, you know, it is a, a gift to yourself that you give yourself uh, damn few moments even a breath hold of one, one to two minutes I, I, I feel that's perfect and also it's good discipline in terms of learning how to just be calm in the moment and bat away all those thoughts that are coming at you throughout the day about what's going on in work or who do I need to send a message to because what I find is that when you're holding your breath like that these thoughts keep on coming at you and you need to learn to just bat them away and just let you need to learn, as you said, to give yourself all it is, is give yourself two minutes of peace. And that can set you up for the next five or six hours. Yeah, what I was going to ask. The, yeah, sorry, just before you go on there is a good point. Yeah. There. The, 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 the one thing I've learned and uh, kind of translate that from running is uh, the feeling. Uh, so less thinking because we can overthink things and I'll come back to this in, in greater details in terms of running what I've learned is that it's less thinking and more feeling and I, I know from my practice as a practitioner is that when I'm feeling the breath you know if the thinking's happening you don't batter away you just go back to the breath go back to the feeling uh, and just keep on following the breath and and that can result in you, you know your body getting less stressed and you being more relaxed and the muscles relaxing uh, and then resulting in you, you getting a longer retention but I, I wouldn't be really hung up on uh, trying to push the retention out Okay. And what I was going to say, Aaron, was that, you know, all of us runners, as you said there to start yourself, we get injured. And I actually believe that this can help us with our injuries. One of the reasons being, as you said, that it just gets um, the endorphins going in the body. And when there's less stress in the body, the body is just in a better state to heal. And I know you have a very specific case with yourself where you went through a very traumatic surgery. And the Wim Hof method helped you get through that. Could you talk us through that and tell us about that? And I'm sure your own story will help people be inspired to maybe use this with their own injury troubles and not just running related injuries, but any type of illnesses that people might be going through at the moment. Yeah. So, like, I had spinal surgery and it was quite serious uh, emergency surgery on, on one of the discs between L5 and S1, I think it was, and it done some serious damage to the nerves. And I lost kind of uh, feeling in my right leg, power, especially power uh, in my le- right leg. 
and uh, the recovery time is like how long is a piece of string. But what I would say is that, you know, injuries will take time to heal, but we can maybe accelerate and encourage them processes in our bodies uh, to improve uh, our recovery times. And most certainly what my, in my experience, in my case was that I seen and, and the hospital as well agreed that my recovery rate was extremely accelerated. Now, they probably wouldn't have met it. Uh, it was the Wim Hof method, but you know, from what I felt from doing the breath work and the ice and the cold showers, you know, I got back moving. I got back walking pretty quick. I was able to do the physio work uh, quicker. I was recovering from the physio work quicker because I, I would say the biggest things from the Wim Hof method is improving your stress, improving your pain management. And it's it's shown there's, there's so much research now that shows that we can improve our body's ability to suppress inflammation. Yeah. And, you know, inflammation can be the cause of slowing down uh, recovery. And as well, what's known now is that to remove waste from the body. So we know from doing the breath work that it activates these cycles in the body that uh, improve the removal of, of this waste in the body, uh, which I believe was one of the biggest causes of my recovery speed. And we all know that the cold, especially ice baths, uh, speed up the recovery time as well through, you know, blood flow. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens when you get into the ice with, with vasoconstriction, then vasodilation, and repeating that over and over again. and my understanding is the breath and the cold gets into parts of the body that yourself or anybody else's hands, like a physiotherapist or any kind of massage therapist, they will never get into them deeper parts of your body where the breath can't, it can flush out the lymphatic system. It yeah. can strengthen your immune system. It, it can give you all sorts of wonderful hormones that improve pain management and clear up, clean up the body. There can sometimes be and a little bit of pushback to the people like a uh, Wim Hof, um, a cultish type figure, if you like, um, who's yeah. all over social media, all over Facebook, all over Instagram. And it just nearly seems too good to be true, doesn't it? And if the results are so good, then why aren't doctors not, you know, recommending us to go and read all about Wim Hof? And, you know, as you said, the people in the hospital might not have given the what, what you were doing when with Wim Hof the, the credit it deserved. But I, I think there are studies and there is evidence out there that shows that the Wim Hof method is legit. And, and there's lots of video documentation of him doing all these crazy wonderful things and, and studies that he himself have taken part in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think one of the most famous ones is you know around 2011, 2012, where he, he went into the laboratory and they uh, injected him with an endotoxin, a bacteria, dead bacteria. And under normal circumstances, with most people, this would make you sick, vomit, headaches, pain, uh, swelling. But Wim uh, sat there doing his breath work uh, and meditation and they were baffled that why he wasn't getting sick and they did all tests on him and stuff like that and I think one of the biggest things from it they seen that he was able to somehow activate uh, his atomic nervous system and control his sympathetic response and what was shown on the thing that a massive increase in adrenaline cortisol 
had an influence on suppressing the innate immune system, which creates inflammation, so pro-inflammatory pro responses in the body. He suppressed them and then increased anti-inflammatory responses. So they measured that, and they were still not convinced. So they did a follow-up study where they got a control group of untrained people and then a control group that went off to Poland with WIM and they trained uh, for, for a short amount of time, four or five days, using the breeding techniques, the cold exposure. They went around the snow and shorts, all the, the Wim Hof type of stuff, activities, and came back into the laboratory and they did the same test that WIM did one hand, you had a control group uh, injected with the same bacteria Wim did, and it's all, as you said, videos online, you can see them all getting sick, shaking, shivering, and uh, what you would expect a response uh, from being injected with a dead bacteria. Uh, and then you'd got these group of men all kind of sitting up saying, not wrong with me, you know? And the doctors were scra scratching their heads, they measured them all, it's like same. Uh, even after a short period, they had the same response, were able to activate that same response Wim did, controlling our common nervous system, activating a, a sympathetic response, which increased uh, the cortisol, suppressing pro-inflammatory responses, innate immune, innate immune responses. And they're the things that would make you sick and to freeze your body up and to, you know, obviously do its job and get rid of the bacteria just without the side effect. We mentioned breeding, we mentioned cold therapy, and I suppose just the final pillar of the Wim Hof method, it's it's the commitment to it, Aaron, isn't it, that to, as much as you can to, to bring it into your daily, if not weekly, list of things to do. Just like we go for a run and we do a bit of exercise every day, that what I found is that if you can bring this into your daily routine of activities, you, you get massive benefit from it. And if not, I know we're all busy. But just to try and commit to it that when, when you do feel the, the, the stress clouds coming down, that you go back to it if you've lost, you know, your routine with doing it. I think that is that maybe the third most important thing, um, apart from the cold therapy and the breath work, is actually to commit to doing it and to believe yeah. in doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always say they leave the best to last. And uh, the mindset for me is a very important one because without a good positive mindset, you don't have the commitment because I, I believe developing a positive mindset and going into the cold uh, slowly and gradually, we just feel great. Uh, and the sense of accomplishment from doing these small goals for yourself, whether it be the cold shower, uh, I've seen people do committed to a cold shower, a few failed attempts, and then I guide them back in using the breath technique uh, and just the positive mindset they get from it. Uh, you know, and we know from when we do, when we commit to something and we achieve something, we get a, a lovely feeling, a sem sense of accomplishment, and that's very good for our mindset. Um, so I would say that's actually one of the most important parts because without it, you don't do the other two. Because like a lot of people, are terrified to get into the cold. They're like used to being told that they're going to get sick, that cold is bad for you, get on your jacket, where actually, in fact, it stops you from getting sick. And I know in my case, I rarely get sick in the last year. Um, yeah. So, you know, by committing to these in a slow and gradual way, uh, in a safe way, you, you know, you're on the right road to being, what do you say, happy, uh, strong and healthy. That's the, the motto of the Wim Hof. And what's your own next steps 
Aaron with Wim Hof, you know, yeah, you're, so, you're a dedicated yeah. practitioner at the moment. And uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you're actually training to become an instructor. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm not officially an instructor now. So like, I'm not representing Wim Hof. I'm representing Aaron Brown, a runner. Officially, I'll be going to do the master module. So I've gone through a few modules of training right now. Uh, I'm currently going through uh, the instructor's training. Uh, in January, I fly out to the Pyrenees and train with the camp Wim Hof and his team for five days where we go a deep dive into all things Wim Hof, where we take what we've learned over the last uh, few years and try to go deeper into them or deeper learning into our practice and then to be able to bring that back up to teach people. So we'd be tested, be expected to be able to present this, to be able to go deep into the science and be able to articulate that and then to be able to, you know, speak to anybody uh, in, in simple terms because I'm a very simple man I like to communicate in a simple way and what I would finish off saying is on that race line full of anxiety probably for a few days you've probably burned up so much energy and what I would say to any runner out there I tell you now I can get to a race line with using no energy because I reckon I would have been two minutes quicker in you know, a 5k years ago if I had been practicing the Wim Hof methods because I wouldn't have had the level of anxiety that I would have had, the pressure to put myself in there. Where now, and I had a few races before I had a back injury, and I was running better times with less training uh, and less effort. I was more efficient and I was calmer. Uh, I got to the race line feeling very relaxed, very strong, uh, very happy, comfortable, uh, with where I was and knowing that I was going to run the best I could regardless of what happened I was going to be happy running that race and I generally ran uh, Adam Jones will tell you uh, it was hitting the same times with less training less stress and it was beautiful you know? yeah. I swear by the Wim Hof method that that, yeah. that was the big case changed totally changed who, who I was as a person uh, I was much more content and yeah, easy going. It's real stuff and it's so simple to just practice it 15 minutes a day, a uh, bit of breathing into the cold shower and consciously do that for 60 days and become a habit. And I'm telling you, after 60 days, you're going to notice changes. You've explained it there beautifully to a couple of hundred, if not more, trail and mental runners all around the country. And uh, so, Aaron, th- thanks a million for your time today. And uh, I look forward to maybe seeing you on one of those YouTube videos in January when you're completing off your training and then seeing yeah. you in action giving courses in, in the new year, because uh, I think you'll do a wonderful job. And just hopefully everybody that's listening, that might just look up one of those YouTube videos or do a bit of a Google search and try it. And as you said, it will not only make them a better runner, but I think a happier and less stressful person as well. And it certainly helped me over the last couple of years. And it's great after seeing you talking about it in the Rafarnum WhatsApp group for a while now to hear you talking about it in person. Uh, it's been a real privilege, Aaron. So thanks a million for your time today. Only you're a gentleman. Thanks so much. Take care. Take care.
that's a wrap for this week everyone a big thank you to Aaron for sharing his story and knowledge of the Wim Hof method and I wish Aaron good luck over the coming weeks and months as he continues his progress and come back from what was a very difficult time have a great week's training everybody be grateful for every mile you get to run keep on smiling and just a reminder to pop over to patreon to support the trail running on podcast if you do get a chance thanks a million everybody hopefully by the time we get to record our next show we'll have a new little runner here in the family everybody get your running gear on let's go Just-